0: On this episode of The Politicast, we'll get a social media roundup from Trump and Chelsea Clinton. We'll discuss the bias in an article relating to Melania and Donald Trump's marriage. And finally, we'll look at the first lawsuit being brought against President Trump. This is The Politicast. (laughs) Welcome into the Politicast. As always, I'm your host, Matt Young, and on today's episode, we've got some really interesting topics to cover, and we're going to be basically rounding up the biggest stories from the past three or four days. This is Friday, January 27th. So to start with, let's get a social media roundup, kicking it off with Trump. So on January 25th, He tweeted out saying, I will be asking for a major investigation into voter fraud, including those registered to vote in two states, those who are illegal and even those registered to vote who are dead. And in parentheses, he said, and many for a long time. Depending on results, we will strengthen up the voting procedures. Now, this is something that has been needed for a long time. There's been evidence, especially here in my home state, that this has been going on for years. So so the fact that a president is actually looking into this is is very uh, relieving to myself, at least, I, and I think I speak for a, a, a majority of the people that, that we have been concerned about this for a long time, and not, not just with, with Trump's election, not with the 2016 election, but there has been uh, concerns of voter fraud going back for, for 10, 15, 20 years, um, and especially as, as uh, technology progressed moving into the digital age with digital accounting, uh, it's so easy to to hack those machines, if you know what you're doing, so I think it's it's really good move that Trump is taking this seriously, and I think it'll be a a good uh, uh, signal for the country that that he is taking our system, our political system, and the foundation that's built on very seriously. So that's nice to see. Uh, skipping forward a couple days to today, January 27th, he said, "quote Look forward to seeing the final results of vote stand." Greg Phillips and Cruz say at least 3 million votes were illegal and we must do better. Now, um, so, so, uh, like I said, it's, it's nice to see that he's, he's taking it seriously and, and obviously he, his, uh, his group that's working on this is the investigation, um, is, is finding some information that shows that there, there's some, some substantial, uh, evidence. Now we're going to jump back to, uh, last night, um, uh, he he said, Miami Dade Mayor drops sanctuary pos- policy right decision strong. Uh, that is, of course, uh, referring to um, the sanctuary city city policy. And here's a quote from Al Diaz of the Miami Herald. He says that Miami Dade Mayor Carlos Gimenez ordered the county jail to comply with the federal immigration detention requests, effectively undoing the con- county's position as a sanctuary. So uh, that's great to see uh, him doing that. Um, All right, just a couple more tweets. Let's come back to today. He said, Mexico has taken advantage of the U.S. for far, uh, uh, for long enough, sorry. Uh, Massive trade deficits and a little help on the very weak border must change now in all caps. So, um, so he's still tweeting about the wall. He's obviously still taking the border wall, the border security, very seriously. Uh, even even though a lot of people were doubting that that he would once he got in office, and even as recently as the past couple of days, people have been questioning whether he was actually going to uh, pursue that. And I think this this tweet makes it very clear that he is going to pursue that. All right. And then the uh, the final uh tweet from uh from Mr from Mr President that we're going to to look at. Uh, he says, Vice President Mike Pence will be speaking at today's March for Life, and you have our full support. So again, uh, affirming that he he uh, supports um, the pro-life group that is marching today. And it's great to see that that he is um, not just a conservative in name only, that he is actually being involved in that community. So whether you are conservative or not, you can rest assured that he is actually uh, getting getting engaged there, which is nice. All right. Uh, moving on, we have one Facebook post from Chelsea Clinton. So if you remember uh, last or the beginning of this week, last week I talked about. Uh, um, I wrote. A, I even wrote a post on my blog, but I talked about it in the podcast that that Baron Trump um, was attacked by, uh, namely, an SNL writer, Katie Rich. But she, he was also attacked by several other prominent um, politicians and their families, and 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 liberals and, and alike, and. Uh and it was just it was uh horrendous. Uh, that's the only word that, that comes to mind. It was it was absolutely unacceptable, should not have happened. Um, and it was all because of the expression on his face when he marched in the parade with his father. Yeah, that's just really stupid no matter what side of the aisle you're on. And and to, to prove that it's stupid no matter what side of the aisle you're on, Chelsea Clinton uh actually got involved saying, quote, Barron Trump deserves the chance every child does to be a kid. So I think it's great that she actually uh, that she actually stood up for him, a, a fellow first kid of the White House, I guess you'd call it. Um, now she did she did take a shot at Trump, saying standing up for every kid also means opposing POTUS uh, policies that hurt kids. So so she did take a shot at Trump, but I thought it was great that she was the bigger person and and said you know look we should direct our criticism toward President Trump, not towards Barron, uh, because that's you know the, the kids should be left out of it. There's a gentleman's rule. Uh, really, it should be more than just a gentleman's rule, but but there is a gentleman's rule that the that the children are left out of it. Obviously, these these people lost their cool and they didn't uh, they didn't pay attention to that, which was which was really sad that that he had to go through that. But it's good to see, or like I said, that that Chelsea Clinton cared enough to be the bigger person and bring it up. Uh, so that is our social media roundup for the day for the week uh, ending on January twenty seventh. So now, moving on to our first article analyzation of today, Melania isn't happily married, according to cherry-picked sources, that is. So Mike.com published this story just a couple days ago about how President Trump and First Lady Melania aren't in a happy marriage. Now for anyone who's seen how this couple usually behaves, that's probably a shocking revelation, if it's true. So how do they arrive at this conclusion? Well, they brought in a couple of body language experts who analyzed clips from the inauguration. Except there's one detail the article and all of their quote-unquote proof left out. They cherry-picked all of their data. So let's go to the article. It starts off by saying, quote, During Trump's first weekend in office, as women around the globe rallied to protest the White House's attempt to roll back reproductive whites. Okay, first, why is this relevant? The protest has been planned for roughly two and a half months now, and you're telling me that you knew in advance that Trump was going to sign something about reproductive rights and, and in particular, and be specific, abortion, as soon as he was in office. How on earth would you have that knowledge? Sorry, I'm not buying it, but, but that's irrelevant. Let's, let's go back to the article. Uh, continuing the quote from the article, it says, Many on Twitter scrutinized images of the f- new president and his fir- third wife, third wife Melania Trump, that appeared to show some awkwardness, animosity, and discomfort between them. Now, uh, Mike.com, when you use the word appeared in the way that you did, it means that maybe, but then again, maybe not. Uh, and you need to know that. Because what you're trying to do is present it as an either-or situation, but as we get further into the article, you'll you'll see that they really want us to buy into their cooked-up story. So they talk about Barack and Michelle's uh, body language quite a bit, and, and they talk about how they were showing affection all across the board on January 1st. And, and again, like I said, as we get into it, they focus on that more and more um, as, as a contrasting measure to show Uh, I guess how much more um, Barack and Michelle love each other, I guess how much of a greater couple they are. I don't really know what they're trying to prove, um, but it would help if it wasn't so one-sided. So one of the experts they brought in was a bonnie language expert, Susan Constantine. And she said, quote, if you didn't know they were married, you wouldn't know they were married. Now here's the problem. Susan Constantine is a primetime contributor to CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, True TV, and HLN. And and all of those are known for being uber-liberal at times. And if you're wanting to know uh, where that, that quote came from about being a primetime contributor, it came from her LinkedIn profile, which I will link down below. So you can go and look at that and see. Uh, again, that is her self-described or how her profile describes her. Now, if she had contributed to, to other... Uh, media outlets such as maybe Fox or, or maybe Breitbart, uh, if she had contributed her opinion to those, we might think maybe she could give a more fair and balanced opinion on on uh on the body language of um the new president and his wife. But she's not listed as being a contributor to any of those, and she she's only contributing to these uh, media outlets that are not known for being balanced all the time. So, so based on that, looking at it through a lens of common sense, how can we expect her to, to always give a fair and unbiased opinion? See, they cherry picked an expert to get the opinion they wanted to hear. And here's the kicker, their other expert, uh, Patty Wood, taught for years at a liberal university in Georgia. And one student went as far to say, on an online forum, that the university only hired liberal leaning professors. So, it doesn't look like Mike.com is so interested in putting a story out that that presents uh, both sides to the, to the reader as much as they're interested in just spinning uh, whatever bits of information that may or may not be true out to, I guess, the sheeple. Uh, anyway, let's continue on and see what Patty Wood had to say. She said, quote, not only did he not wait, he went up the stairs and greeted the Obamas. He didn't even look back to see if she was there or help her up the stairs. He does does not, as she comes to his side, hold her, greet her, or bring her close. He does a quick glance as if she was anybody, and he doesn't even touch her. So, with with Patty's clip, they they have, uh, or I'm sorry, with Patty's quote, they have this clip of this interaction. And upon seeing the clip, there are a few things that that I notice. One. Um, we do not see, or we do not know, what conversation the president and first lady had in the SUV as they exited to walk up the stairs to greet the Obamas. And even if we did, I don't think it would matter. Um, but the point is, is that Patty's uh, speculation that, that something is going on between the two of them is unwarranted here. I think because when we see Melania come up the stairs holding a box, um, she she's carrying a box. And so perhaps she'd asked um, President Trump uh, to go on while she grabbed the box, you know, or or or, per, or perhaps there's the fact that the secret Ser- the Secret Service are protecting him and they're opening doors, and there's often protocols that the Secret Service have to have um, their protectees, you know, follow. Uh, and this isn't something that is mentioned anywhere in the article, and I guess the writer didn't check or just didn't see fit to include it, and I don't know why because. That seems like something you'd want to check on uh, to be thorough. But but anyway, moving on. The next clip that they have linked is of how affectionate the Obamas are, and so the Obamas are obviously aren't feeling the same stress that Trumps would be, though, you know. So so reason would tell us, well, their body language is probably going to be different, and that's something these two experts and the article again fail to mention. Uh, it's it's really it's really sad. That that such simple reasoning um has got to be applied when you're reading this article. You you think it wouldn't be that difficult to um you know include both sides of this equation, but they but they didn't, and, and I wish they would because the truth is more important than just spinning something. Uh, so then so then they bring up that the Trumps aren't holding hands, uh, just before the Obamas board Marine One and take off. Now. The interesting thing is, when we go back to 2008, when the Obamas were in the, city, the same situation with George W. Bush, they have the same expression and demeanor that, that everybody is complaining that Trump and Melania have now. Okay, moving on. The inaugural ball. They say Melania is leaning away from her husband as they're dancing. Uh, and here's and a quote from the article says, Wood pointed out that Melania leaned away from her husband as they danced. Now, now here's the thing. The clip that they showed to support this, this fact that they tell, well, Melania's walking backwards at that point. Now, now being uh, in a ballroom dance setting myself many times, I know that, that when you're walking backwards like that, when you're leading your partner backwards, then a natural reaction sometimes is to lean, lean back a little bit. Uh, for a little more stability, uh, or or maybe not more stability, but as a natural reaction. I I myself have done it, and and I myself have seen my partner do it when I was dancing. Um, And so, leaning out seems to be a natural byproduct of the walking backwards. And especially when the camera angle changes several steps later, uh, we again see Melania leaning into her husband. Okay, going back to the article, they say, quote, As they held hands and danced, she held her fingers out straight a small sign that can demonstrate a lack of affection," Wood said. Well, this is another thing they fail to address when the camera shot changes. Her fingers relax as she stops walking backwards. Okay, so finally, they wrap up the article by mentioning Trump's past with women. Again, how on earth is this relevant? They say he boasted about being a womanizer. Okay, so what if he boasted or not? It has nothing to do with the rest of this article, and it really, really seems… That just like mentioning the women's march at the beginning of article, that it was only added for clicks and virtue signaling, and it's a shame that the, the, the real journalism is is dead in that sense. That all they're looking for are clicks. All they're looking for are eyeballs on their article. Like like, there's no integrity in it at all. And and one more one more note. This wrote uh, this article was written by Alexis Kleinman, the tech editor at Mic or Mike. Uh, that's that's her listing that is her title on the website. Now my question is why is she writing a political article if she's the tech editor? It doesn't seem to add up, but you know I'm just nitpicking at that point. Um, so so yeah, uh, I don't really think that they're in an unhappy marriage based on basic reasoning. Moving on, we're gonna take a look at um, Trump's supposedly unconstitutional behavior. The watchdog group Citizens and Responsibility and Ethics. In Washington's, Crew, C-R-E-W, is suing President Trump over a clause in the Constitution that addresses emoluments. Now, it was first reported by Axios Media, who began the article by explaining who Crew is. They say they are bipartisan, but until late last year, David Brock, described as quote Hillary Clinton's attack dog, sat on their board of directors. So, why exactly is Crew suing Trump when a staple of his campaign was draining the swamp, as he always put it. Well, it has to do with Trump's business. The Constitution says a president can't receive emoluments or a payment from other foreign officials. So, um, to be thorough, let's take a look at what Merriam-Webster defines emolument as. They say that, that, that emolument means, quote, the returns arising from office or employment, usually in the form of compensation or perquisites. Now, since foreign officials have stayed in Trump's hotels, and foreign officials have leases in various Trump-owned buildings, it would seem, according to Crew at least, that Trump has violated this important clause of the Constitution. They're also quick to point out Trump's company has business dealings in various countries worldwide, which according to Crew can also be a violation. However, there's a catch they leave out upon winning the election in november of last year trump's lawyers effectively wrote him out of the company he left all of his work to his children and crew conveniently leaves out that bit of information when they bring up the lawsuit now norman eisen who's the vice chairman of crew he was also former special counsel to president obama and he still insists the law is on his side saying quote our mission at crew is to make government better and instead we've had to spend a lot of time dealing with Donald Trump's unconstitutional behavior. What unconstitutional behavior are you referring referring to, Norman? You mean him repealing unconstitutional laws put into place by President Obama? The laws that Obama passed by Fiat using his pen going around Congress? Or you mean the executive actions that take us back to the Constitution that, that Trump has performed this week? I don't know where you're getting that idea that Trump's actions have been unconstitutional. Now, uh, continuing on with Norman's quote, he says this lawsuit is being brought to enforce the Constitution. In order to establish the emoluments violations, we are going to need to see the President's tax returns. And we're going to seek them in discovery. So this is a vehicle in order to enforce the the Constitution to get those taxes. Now, the Constitution is really not on your side. And while you may think it is, most people think you're just causing unnecessary drama and conflict. Trump's lawyer, Sherry Dillon, is on record saying that all payments from foreign officials will be donated to the U.S. Treasury. Now, Crew still argues that it's illegal to accept the payments in the first place. But again, Trump will not receive the payments, a fact that Crew doesn't seem to want to remember at all. And NBC even wrote a headline that says uh, the quote, the suit hinges on risky legal argument. Now, crew, NBC was very friendly to President Obama, and your vice chairman worked with President Obama directly. And even they are saying that your, your lawsuit is, is iffy. They're, they're saying it's probably not possible. It's very risky, and it hinges on this risky legal argument that really doesn't add up completely. So, so it doesn't look like you really have a chance, crew. It does not look like you have a chance at all. Well, that about does it for this episode of The Politicast. I thank you for listening, and I and I hope that I have encouraged you to look at the whole picture when it comes to reading articles from other sources, and then look at multiple sources to double-check what they're saying and make sure that you are getting the full picture and, and understanding what the truth is, because above all else, the truth... Is the most important thing, and we want to know what really is going on with our government and with politics around the world. Or at least, I hope you do. That that's the only reason I can think that you'd be listening to me right now. So, like I said, I thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget, um, go check out my Twitter. Go check out the blog. Uh, go check out our Facebook page. We're we're posting all of our content over there as well, so you can go and, and read it on Facebook. And hey, if you want to support what I'm doing, you can check out my Patreon page. It's, it's Patreon.com forward slash the And you can donate a dollar amount of your choosing to to keep this thing going and and upgrade my hardware to to grow this thing and uh, and and add other hosts to the show as well. So if you wanna if you like what I'm doing and you want to support it, head over to Patreon. Check it out. There's all kinds of cool perks you can get for being a part of this process. So uh, yeah, that about does it. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye.